What up ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Jay, aka Mystery, and welcome back to another segment of Inside the Mind of Mystery. So I think this is probably one of the topics that I've held in for a long time, uh, mainly because it has so many parts to it that I could cover, but for the fact that most people nowadays have the attention span of a half-melted popsicle, you know I'm going to keep it as short and as sweet as possible. Today I want to talk about the road less traveled and how I think that nearly all people are not going to take that road when it really counts because it's a very inconvenient one. And let me give you some background as to why I believe this. We gotta, we gotta take it back to young Jay. We gotta, we gotta take it back to grade school for this one. Now, as a kid, I was pretty much a straight A honor roll student up until about, uh, probably about the sixth grade. About a year prior to that in the fifth grade, I remember thinking to myself about all the acknowledgements that I had gotten throughout the years by making the honor roll over and over again. My mom and grandparents were proud of me. My classmates looked up to me because they thought I was smart and my teachers absolutely adored me. But I wasn't really understanding what the real importance of getting good grades was. To me, it didn't amount to anything other than people saying great job and you getting some occasional reward for it. Don't ask me why I was thinking at this level in the fifth grade. I just was and I'm telling the absolute truth. Now by the sixth grade, I had completely clocked out of school mentally. Um, I started to understand systems and I learned that I was in some sort of system, meaning the school system. And nothing I did really mattered because whether you barely passed with a D or passed with straight A's, you still passed on to the next grade, especially at that time. Now, my life had switched up kind of drastically by the time I got to the sixth grade, but for the sake of staying on topic, I pretty much stopped doing all schoolwork. So sixth grade all the way through about the eighth grade, we had started learning pre-algebra and algebra one um, and more whitewashed history, geography and science that I figured I'd never use. For whatever reason at the time, I didn't think that any of the stuff that we were doing was going to help contribute to making me successful in the future. So it was around that time that I started to question a lot more things and, and kind of start bucking the system. You know what I mean? I literally should have failed the sixth grade. However, somehow I figured that they wouldn't fail me even though I didn't do the work. Looking back at everything, I think that the sole reason they didn't fail me was the fact that they knew that I was completely capable and intelligent enough to do the work, I just refused to do it. Usually, students that young are left back not because they're not doing the work, but because they've proven that they have some type of learning disorder from the work that they produce, right? Because I never did the work, they couldn't really prove anything. Besides, they knew I was pretty sharp um, just by talking with me and observing me daily. So they were stuck in between a rock and a hard place. I could be completely wrong with my theory, but just thinking about it, I don't know what else it could have been. Now, I'm not saying that nothing about school is important. I'm just giving you a glimpse of how I was thinking back then. I was well on the path to not doing anything that didn't make sense to me before I even consciously knew what was going on. High school was really no different in terms of my way of thinking, but I knew high school was tougher in the sense that I had to do some work to get out of there in a timely manner. So I did just enough to get by my first two years, and then in my last two years, I stepped it up for my final GPA to be around a B average. I wasn't interested in college at all, and I really only went to college to get out my mom's crib. College was only cool to me for the networking, the parties, and the experience of living with someone else. Outside of that, 
The thing that didn't make sense to me was spending an astronomical amount of money that I didn't have, nor did my family, to go to four years of school where the first two years is geared towards all types of things that don't have shit to do with your major. Now, wouldn't it make more sense for most degrees that you would only need to go to school for about two years? Again, going to school, getting into a bunch of debt for a degree when I didn't have any debt prior, and then being turned down for job after job that required a degree because I didn't have the proper experience didn't make sense to me because that's exactly what people begin to go through after they graduated. When you really take a step back and look at things, how did any of this make sense for people who weren't going to school for a specific field that firmly required these things such as lawyers, doctors, and maybe certain types of engineers? Don't worry, I'll answer it for you. It doesn't. Long story short, I dropped the fuck out and got a job. Now why am I telling you all of this before going into what I want to address? Because it sets the stage of taking a road less traveled and allows you to get a glimpse into how I'm thinking about things and why you may want to change your perspective. Or not. A lot of time has passed between now and my previous college days. Many of my friends and acquaintances at MTSU, TSU, Fisk University, and other colleges have graduated, settled into their careers, got married, had kids, etc. During college, because nothing was making sense for me, I left and took the road less traveled. Growing up, I had always heard that to be successful in life, you gotta go to school and get good grades so that eventually you can get a good paying job. I don't know about y'all, but that's all I heard about growing up as a 90s kid. Didn't hear anything else but about being book smart and working your way up so you can make the big bucks and eventually become a CEO somewhere of someone else's company. Right. So listen, I was never really into doing things that didn't make logical sense to me. Now, because I'm beginning to get more in touch with my spiritual side, I understand that you can't always use logic in places that actually defy logic. But let's keep it simple for the sake of this discussion. In my college days, if you dropped out, you were automatically looked at as some type of failure. Someone who'd quit and wasn't able to finish what they started. And you were pretty much counted out for any big time corporate positions in the future if you didn't have specific credentials to back it up. That was always the perspective that was given. But for me, I always thought it made more sense to start out with no debt, get a job, build your skill set in companies that give you an opportunity to learn how they operate from the ground up to get experience, get promoted to make more money, rinse and repeat, and then go start your own shit if you wanted to, given that now you have all that experience under your belt. Basically, get paid to learn in real time. I remember trying to explain my philosophy about things like this to friends and family, only for them to come back with, yeah, bro, I feel you. Or, but you need a degree to get in certain doors. You'll only be able to get so far without a degree. I argued with friends and family for years about how I didn't believe these things to be necessarily true. I always thought that working your ass off to build your knowledge, skill set, experience, and relationships were alternatives to work in your favor versus someone who just had a degree. Now, frustrated and pretty much alone in my decision to say fuck school, I'll make something else happen, I still decided to stand on what I said and find another way to make sure that I was going to be financially stable and make another way. Now, by the grace of God, I was able to do so. Back at that time, I think what really frustrated me the most about that situation when it came to arguing with my friends and family on whether or not I should go back and finish college was the fact that even though they couldn't find any flaws in my argument, 
and actually agreed with me on all of my points, they still reverted back to me finishing school, which meant going back into student loan debt that I had already gotten rid of to learn about some shit that I was already learning real time while having a full time job. Many of my friends and acquaintances understood where I was coming from, but it didn't mean enough for them to actually do something about their position. So they stayed in school and most of them finished. I opted to take the road less traveled and it absolutely sucked at first. I was intimidated because I had no idea what I was doing. Here I was, college dropout, that ended up landing a cost in a job paying $8 an hour. At that time, the only thing I knew was that I had to go hard because the way that society made it sound, all of my friends were about to come out of college and make an absolute killing, which was about to be great for them. But what about me? So about a year and a half goes by and I had gotten a promotion, not to mention I ended up buying a small condo right before I turned 21. Now before you ask, this was 2006, so the housing market and loans for first time home buyers was set up a lot different. Man, I'm showing my age, I'm getting old. Anyway, by 2008 I had paid off the little bit of student loans I accumulated and this was around the time that everybody began to start graduating. Man, I thought it was over for me. But it turns out that the people who were graduating were starting out at the same level that I had to start out in in these companies. That didn't really make sense to me because I was always under the impression that these people with degrees would be coming in and taking management positions almost immediately. But that wasn't the case. They were starting out exactly the way I was. And most of them were doing it with a massive amount of debt attached to them that was collecting interest every single day. When I started to realize this, I began to find out that my theory that I had created behind my logic turned out to be right for the most part. And honestly, I never really looked back at that point. I believe that where I am now is directly by the grace of the Most High and Him giving me the ability to make pretty sound logical choices throughout the course of my life. You see, the road less traveled was, and still is, a dirt road. Not to mention it's lonely. It's not nice and paved with brand new asphalt. It's literally a dirt road with all types of obstacles. It's extremely bumpy, it's got a lot of detours, and it's inconvenient as hell. But for me, in the way that I see things, especially having to do with this world and everything in it, it's absolutely necessary for me to take. What I've realized is that throughout my life, I've been on this dirt road from the start. And I'm going to stay on this road because this road is what has gotten me here. It's never comfortable here. But what I can say is that being uncomfortable has allowed me to grow properly and avoid major life altering mistakes. I think that the most interesting thing about this whole experience with me being on a particular path I'm on is how I'll still have friends and family reach out and solicit some type of advice from me. I'm at the point now where I'm like, well... What difference does it make when you're only going to go out and do the opposite of what I suggest? Listen, the road that I'm taking is hard enough. I'm often misunderstood because people refuse to make an honest attempt at trying to see things the way I do in order to get the big picture. So when I stop what I'm doing to take the time out to give you sound, logical advice that makes sense to the both of us, and then you choose to go the other way, it's like the most disrespectful, open-handed slap in my face. Check it out. I'm no psychic. I can't predict the future. I'm not perfect in all my ways and I do not have all the answers. 
But I'd like to know from someone that I've given personal advice to tell me how many times that I've actually missed when trying to point you in the right direction of a critical situation. I'll wait. I got time to cue. Matter of fact, cue that motherfucking music. Cue it. exactly my point if i love you and care about you i do my absolute best to try and provide you sound advice the few who have wholeheartedly taken my advice when it mattered the most have benefited greatly from it and because i see things so differently sometimes it takes years for a lot of these things to play out bottom line is if i love you and i care about you the advice I give comes from a very genuine place and it's meant to protect you from precarious situations you don't have to put yourself through at the end of the day. That's why up until this point it was so disheartening when the people I care about the most end up going another route, get themselves into deeper shit, and then come back and apologize later saying they should have listened. Now I know some people will probably feel vindicated by that because they actually like to be the one that said I told you so, but trust me, it does nothing for me so from this point on fuck it i'm no longer wasting my time on giving advice to those that i know truly do not want it nor do i give a fuck about the outcomes i don't consider myself the most successful person or most anything for that matter i allow the people who know me closely to speak on that but given all of the odds that have been stacked against me there's not a day that goes by where I don't thank the most high for my blessings. And I'll give a lot of credit of whatever success people may view me as having to being completely unwavering with my unpopular choices to go against the grain when everybody else was choosing to do the same things with very little questioning or research because it seemed right at the time. You want some examples? Okay, I'll give you some examples. My unpopular choice of telling my mom to refuse chemotherapy and radiation when she was diagnosed with cancer, allowing her to survive five years instead of only the 18 months the doctors gave her with treatment. My unpopular choice to drop out of college, get a job and build real-time skills, allowing me to buy a house at 21, lock myself into a fixed mortgage so I didn't have to worry about the price going up year to year with inflation and allow me to potentially pay this shit off in full in year 16 next year instead of year 30. Not to mention it being worth more than twice what I paid for it. We'll see how the payoff goes though. My unpopular decision to go buy car cash which kept me from having a car note for years so I could build savings and do other things with the extra money. My unpopular decision to live below my means, which kept me out of cash advance and payday loan situations. My unpopular opinion that allowed me to believe that I could sit at the same table as high-level IT leaders and managers, get paid in the same range, and strive for more, even though I was told that I wouldn't be able to do such a thing because my credentials weren't the same. And don't get it twisted, none of this is a brag. 
Those are just a few examples of taking a road less traveled and it didn't feel good in a lot of cases, especially when you have to be strong and stand in your conviction for a loved one. But guess what? Every single last one of those paid off in the long run. So you gotta remember that we live in the opposite world and should maneuver through it as such to get the best outcomes. And I believe in order to get those desired outcomes, you're gonna have to operate in this world, but the key is to never subscribe to it. Whenever I think about these principles, it often reminds me of a couple of verses in the Bible that really stand out to me. First one is in the book of James chapter four, verse four and five, and I quote, you unfaithful people, don't you know that friendship of the world means hostility towards God? So whoever wants to be friends with the world becomes God's enemy. Or do you suppose that scripture is meaningless? Doesn't God long for our faithfulness in the life he has given to us? End quote. What about Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 where it says, Go in through the narrow gate. The gate that leads to destruction is broad and the road wide. So many people go through it. But the gate that leads to life is narrow and the road difficult, so few people find it. Like, is any of this making sense for you? I told you, I don't want to be talking just to be talking. So fast forward to today, one of the wildest times in the history of the entire world. A world that's filled with chaos and confusion, especially around what's going on right now with the pandemic and the new variants on the rise. Seems to me that all the powers that be want everybody of all ages and nationalities to just get on the same page and line up for this solution that's just going to make everything better so we can get back to quote unquote normal while stripping away all of your rights and personal freedoms in the process. Looks to me like there's a lot of people that are following that path and hey, I mean, that's cool. Do what you feel is best for you and the people you care for. But guess what I'm going to do? Well, pretty much the same thing I've always done, ladies and gentlemen. Take the road, less travel. Until next time, take care and God bless.